BS You're Wrong, the podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. And I'm Shelby, and I'm here with Matt. And we have a special guest this week. We have Sarah Grill, who is a friend of mine. Friend of the pod. Publisher extraordinaire, works at St. Martin's. my friend, right? That's how this usually goes. Absolutely. I just steal them over. Look, we're not trying to do that today. <laughs> Sarah, you can stay my friend and agree with my points yeah. and just generally rebuke Shelby. I got to feel it out. I'll be a fair judge. So we are talking about The Kitchen today, which is a crazy movie that fully no one saw. But we are here with some hot takes about it anyways. We, we may be the, the only three people to see it. I will tell you, I went on a Sunday afternoon and I was one of maybe... 10 people in the theater and I brought the average age down maybe 30 years. <laughs> it was rough. You know, my theater was pretty full and I really? was surprised, but I was the only one laughing and I kept on laughing and I felt more and more bad about it. I was not laughing so. when, when the rest of the audience was <laughs> laughing. I will say that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know, it's an exciting movie to talk about. I, th- I think there'll be a lot, a lot of nuance to explore a lot of mm-hmm. themes. You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of modern women's issues, just so much that matters to us as uh, as women, as film critics today. I think this will just like be a really lasting, impactful film and study in years to come. College theses Mm -hmm. will be written about it. Yeah, (laughs) 100 percent. But before we get to the critically acclaimed The Kitchen, (laughs) we're going to have to talk about our trailer for this week, which is for, I don't know, Little Women, which feels sort of lame in comparison to the kitchen it's almost an insult to little women to bring it up in the same sentence same same kill count i think (laughs) right yes (laughs) about the same level of violence i'm pretty sure yeah a modern twist on little women (laughs) yeah greta gerwig's trailer for little women came out this week which has saoirse ronan and emma watson and meryl streep laura dern timothy chalamet a whole slew of important people yeah and i don't know what did you guys think about this did you have high expectations coming into the trailer were your expectations raised or lowered watching this well so are you guys bit have you guys seen first of all the like considered the best and most perfect little women film with Winona Ryder um I think it was from like the I don't know 80s 90s I have heard yeah. tales of it but as I was saying earlier oh. I have never actually read little women because I am I should not have gotten my English major I should be kicked out so you haven't read it or seen any of the no I feel like I've seen movies. pictures of oh, Winona wow. Ryder in a bonnet and I assume that that is yeah. from little women <laughs> This is a lot to grapple with. What about you, Matt? Have you seen any of them? I have not read the book or seen any of the movies. However, I think my senior year of high school, both the high school and junior high that I that were in my town did Little Women, the stage production. Oh, the stage production. Yes. And I was on the like the school newspaper team. So I had to go to both shows to write (laughs) reviews of them. And the show was, was truly horrific. And I feel like after watching two different bad versions of little women, I was sort of like, okay, I've had enough for a while and really wasn't into the fact that Greta Gerwig was making this until I saw this trailer. And now I'm sort of like, okay, I can get behind this. Like maybe I'll give this a read before the movie comes out. I'm excited. It has a lot of good people in it. Despite the fact that Emma Watson's 
truly atrocious. <laughs> the American, American accent, accent hat. She's yeah. got to stop taking yeah. roles where she has to do an American accent. <laughs> it's interesting because I was looking at the cast for this and all four of the sisters are not American. Yeah. Saoirse yeah. Ronan's Irish. Emma Watson is from the UK and so is Florence Pugh. And then Eliza Scanlon's Australian. But the only one who cannot do the American accent is Emma <laughs> Watson, which showed up in Perks of Being a Wallflower, showed up in the Bling Ring, showed up in the oh, Circle. Oh, the Bling like, Ring. She, Don't talk about the Bling Ring, please. <laughs> she, she can't do an American accent. So why does she keep trying? It's embarrassing. Like, get a coach or something. Is Eliza <laughs> Scanlon the creepy little girl from um, Sharp Objects? Yes. I didn't know she was Australian. Mm-hmm. I went to a I went to a, an event uh, for the premiere of that that she was at and she was answering questions and I was like you do not sound like you sounded in the <laughs> like what is this show can you explain that why is Australian. that lady <laughs> so I know one of these people dies can you I mean I don't think this it's is a- so shocking to me I am literally like I am so. I am devastated. I like understand if you haven't read the book, you know, it's it's hard to get back into classics once you leave college. But to not have seen the Winona Ryder film is just really I just am grappling with this information still. So as a like that was part of my childhood, like I had a huge crush on Christian Bale, who plays Laurie, which is Mm. now played by Timothy Chalamet. In a perfect casting, I have to say. Yes. So perfect. And and that's crazy you say that because you've never even <laughs> read I just already material. know that whatever <laughs> Timothy is. gets is perfectly <laughs> cast for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'll have to say that, like, I was a little hesitant about this because I was like, why would they bother remaking Little Women? It's already been done so perfectly. But this one actually looks really good because you can tell from the trailer alone that Greta Gerwig has really put her own twist on a lot of the characters and a lot of the stories. So it seems like it'll follow the general story, Mm -hmm. but there's a little bit more, I guess, like modernization of the women's conversations and Amy seems to have a bigger role. And so... I'm excited and I'm a sucker for everyone involved as is all of Twitter. So I think it'll be really good. I'm just excited for the costumes. Yeah. Oh, it looks I, so good. I love and a I'm petticoat. Sersha is so amazing. Sersha is incredible. Yeah. Did you guys see Lady Bird? Of course. Yeah. Oh, of course. yes. Love it. Love it so much. Such a classic. I'm upset that they couldn't. Uh, cast Beanie Feldstein as one of these sisters. It feels like there had to be some. <laughs> there has one to be a them. role she for could Beanie. Be the one that dies. Yeah, where's Beanie? And Lucas Hedges, also another great part of Lady Bird that could have easily been in here. Why don't they just release Lady Bird again and just... Yeah. I I would walk into the theater and just watch Lady Bird for the fourth time. That'd be fine. And it it looks primed for lots of Oscars. I'm feeling Mm -hmm. Saoirse. I'm feeling Meryl Streep in a supporting role. I'm feeling costumes and best picture and production design. This feels like it has a lot of different avenues that it Mm -hmm. could go so long as it doesn't uh, tread the path of A Wrinkle in Time last year, (laughs) which was another like very splashy book to film adaption that just But that wasn't a Christmas Yeah, did that get the prime Christmas release spot? This is a big push. No, I feel like that was early New Year. Yes, it was definitely like March. So So this is a good sign that they're... uh, they're really giving this the prime spot on the holiday schedule. This and cats, they're going yeah. head to head. <laughs> How dare you put those two things in the same sentence? 
I'm still thinking about that cat's trailer. I it haunts yeah, my dreams. It'll give you nightmares. Yeah. Do you guys watch <laughs> Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? I do not. No. <sighs> Never mind. There's an episode where <laughs> they do a parody of cats and it's I'd prefer that. I would prefer oh. that. <laughs> yeah. I think Kimmy Schmidt did it perfectly. Yes. We'd prefer every anything to this mm-hmm. version mm-hmm. of cats. Mm-hmm. Including mm-hmm. the movie that we went to see this week, <laughs> which is The Kitchen. Uh, for those of you who maybe didn't see it in theaters. <laughs> who didn't see it in theaters? <laughs> I mean, a few and far between who missed it, but starring Melissa McCarthy and Tiffany Haddish and Elizabeth Olsen <laughs> as wives of like 1970s Irish gangsters in New York City whose husbands go to prison and they are left to take over the crime ring. And I feel like, Shelby, when we talked about this back on our like preview episode, we both thought that this movie had a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. Yes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I was annoyed because I was like, I was like, this is basically just a ripoff of Widows and no one was giving Widows respect and I mm. bet they're just going to get behind this because there's suckers for Melissa McCarthy. But I'm glad I was wrong, you know? <laughs> if anything, this just showed how much better Widows is than people a lot accepted it to be you know yeah because widow's also about wives taking over their husband spots in a crime yeah. ring so if, it does yeah. feel strange that similar. we have two of those movies <laughs> in yeah. like a six-month period it's like the two jungle books yeah <laughs> yes yeah one of them is definitely better than the other but um this one's directed by andrea burloff who won an Oscar or was nominated for an Oscar for her part in writing straight out of Compton. And so mm-hmm. people thought they like, when they announced this movie, they were like, Oh, we want her edgy and subversive perspective. And then she took over as director. It was her first direct, it was her directorial debut. And, um, you know, it just shows that directing isn't maybe as easy as every other person in the industry thinks it is. That's such a kind way to say that. Yeah. (laughs) But I honestly don't think that the problem with this movie was in the directing. I mean, the directing was fine or whatever. But for me, the issues all here were in the writing of this. The acting, I think, also was fine. But this story is just so ludicrous. I don't know. Shelby, do you want to give them like a plot? synopsis of what happens in this since no one watched this movie (laughs) let's unpack this okay okay so you have the three wives like you said one of them is played by melissa mccarthy she's the perfect housewife and she has two kids the other one is elizabeth moss and she's um a victim of abuse and her husband constantly beats her and the other one is tiffany haddish and she's obviously dealing with some racial issues of not being accepted into this very white very irish family and also not feeling at home in her (laughs) neck of the woods but somehow they're all married to these losers the losers get carted off and then they don't have enough money to sustain their lives so they decide well what's so different about you know running a family and running a crime family and so they start to bully their way into taking over this Irish mob boss and at first they do it out of like kindness like they're good neighbors and they like prove to the I don't know what their game is but somehow they become enough of an issue that the that the crime family head I don't know his name is Lil Jackie. His name Little is Lil Jackie, Jackie. That's right. Lil Jackie. Yes. He doesn't like that they're getting into his business. So he decides to kill them slash rape them. He dies very quickly, very suddenly, very anticlimactically. Well, yeah, because 
Dom Hall Gleason just shows up. Yes, Never been just seen shows before. Up out of nowhere to murder. Probably living in the sewers. Mid rape while he's just about to start raping Elizabeth Olsen. And Moss. then it Elizabeth turns out Moss. he was like this. Or yeah, Elizabeth. I keep You really want Elizabeth, Elizabeth Olsen. Olsen to get to get acting work. She is not getting acting work, Matt. Because <laughs> here's the issue is that Elizabeth Moss played Peggy Olsen in Mad yes. Men. So it's just like forever going to be. I'm going to make this mistake three more times on the podcast. <laughs> But then, but we realized Dom Hall Gleason is like this crazy psychopathic killer mm-hmm, who was mm-hmm. sort of like shipped out of town because he killed too many people too and crazy. was like hiding. Mm-hmm. It got too hot. And then it once the hot. husbands, yes, were were put in jail, he's like, you know what? I'm showing up. I'm back. He's like, I've always wanted to bang you. <laughs> and he's ready for blood. <laughs> he's going to show her everything she needs to know. I have to be mm-hmm. honest. I wanted to have an open mind. But as soon as the opening line was Melissa McCarthy with that terrible Brooklyn accent talking to her kids being like it's similar the word is similar I was like I gotta get out of here (laughs) this is gonna be a rocky ride yeah but I mean I agree the story kind of the problem is the story and then on top of it the editing and then on top of it just the direction and I Uh, Just everything kind of goes awry. But the um, story seemed to struggle with what it wanted to be. And it seemed like there was a lot left on the editing floor. Um, A lot of jumping scenes without context, such as (laughs) Donald Gleason just popping up in the alley. I had no idea who he was. I thought it was some sort of meet cute. And he was going to be like, I saw this man raping you. (laughs) But... I don't know. Like, I really like the first half of the movie, I was supremely bored. And then the second half, I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is so crazy funny. But I really don't know what they thought they were accomplishing. It was just so all over the place. It's sort of hard to break down the plot because there were like three twists and like none of them really came together and the characters never made sense like what they were deciding to do and I wasn't sure what the moral backbone of the movie was or what the takeaway was meant to be if these were heroes or anti-heroes it was just a mess for me yeah I think my problem was at the very beginning I just had trouble buying in. And I think that this is where Widows succeeded and this movie failed to compare them again. But it's like, she went to one temp agency and they said they didn't have jobs for her. And she thought, well, my only other option is to take over the mob. And I don't think little Jackie will mind if I just start collecting his money. It just seemed like Melissa, you've had, you've been married to this guy for a while. You clearly know how things work with little Jackie. Why? Why was that the one option? And everyone was just going to go along with it. Just didn't quite buy into the (laughs) concept as a whole. Yeah. Elizabeth Moss goes, well, I didn't, I didn't go to college. So what job could I get? And I'm like, it's (laughs) the 1970s. None of these people went to college. Like that's not a, you think little Jackie went to college? Absolutely not. Yeah. No. (laughs) Yeah. I think there was just like, they wanted, and you can tell by the way they open the movie, they're playing. It's a man's world. It's like meant to be this sort of feminist raw, raw sisterhood film that like, a woman can do whatever a man can do, which like 
props to them. Totally believe it. But I wish they had given some more. Yeah. Put some more skin in the game, like proven it a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But instead, it was just sort of like they stumbled into this and then were suddenly fine with the like moral ambiguity of being a mob lord. It was so strange because most mobster movies of which we've had so many are almost always about this like idea of power corrupting goodness and like the the tension between people wanting to do good and then slowly turning into what they didn't want to like in every gangster movie ends up being about it and so it was weird that this movie never bothered like it was like it was almost like they didn't know if it was funny that these girls were willing to like be so cutthroat and like literally murder that Hasidic Jew who didn't want to go along with their plans. Yeah, so the, they just shot the him racial the stereotyping in this movie was <laughs> very oh, yeah. fitting of the era. It was rough. But it was weird that they never then addressed like how these women felt about it or if they felt like tortured mm-hmm. over this need to lean into the criminal side because they kept trying to make Melissa McCarthy's character like she's doing this for the family. She's doing this because she has to. And she like talks to her dad about how she's not really criminal. But then, but then they killed that poor Jewish man. Yeah. The Jewish man part was really what turned it for me because (laughs) they get into the mob very easily. They show up to about two grocery stores and are like, give us some money instead of giving it to the mob. And the grocery store owners are like, okay, sure. sure." And that's basically how they take over the mob the kitchen but then there comes a point what yes in hell's kitchen where they're like oh these jewish people are building this big construction site nearby and we want our irish men to build it <laughs> and so melissa mccarthy and i think all three of them yeah. go to meet with this jewish man who's like well we can't let you build this because we're already working with the italian people downtown in brooklyn and Melissa McCarthy's like, oh, well, this isn't going to fly. And then we get this like very rapid shot of just an elderly Jewish man dead on his stoop. Dead on his stoop. While his fam, while his like wife (laughs) and children children come up and are like, oh my gosh, he's dead. But then it's never brought up like, oh, that might have been a bad thing that they did or they might regret that. It was sort of just like, ah, yes, that's what you have to do for power. (laughs) It was sort of like murdering. There was like peppy music and like it was like a fast monster montage scene of them being badasses and it was just like so jolting i was like wait these are bad people like these women are bad people and i was right. just like are they ever going to address this and i think shelby to go off what you're saying like if you want to make a, a mob movie from a woman's perspective that you know turns these stereotypes on their head then i would want to see a woman approaching running a mob family the way a woman would want to do it, you know, not trying to immediately right. copy the men's strategy, which is just to kill everyone, which is what happens <laughs> yeah. in this movie, you know, but actually it's literally everyone, you know, mm. consider how a woman would handle these situations and negotiate these, these deals in mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. perhaps calmer way or more sympathetic right. way than just yeah. immediately becoming these soulless creatures <laughs> that they, are trying to escape from, essentially. Right. Well, it, it really makes the women look bad yes. because we have the three main characters and Elizabeth 
Moss <laughs> it has been abused by her husband. And so immediately when Domino Gleason shows up and kills little Jackie, she <sighs> becomes a crazy killer who's like, this this homeless man once touched me in a, <laughs> or robbed me in a soup kitchen. Yeah. Let's go find him on the street and murder him. Let's kill yeah. some other people. Let's chop his buddy up in the tub and send it out to I don't want you to, to do to it. See. I want you to teach me how to do it. <laughs> and then Melissa McCarthy is almost too womanly in that she's, you know, the stereotype of she's trying to run a business, but also she's like too attached to her family. So that she pesky, keeps those pesky kids and hawing back and forth. Yeah. And so Elizabeth Moss ends up dying because Melissa McCarthy <laughs> can't like get her crap together and lets people live who she should kill. Because Melissa McCarthy <laughs> trusts her shady cousin Duffy, who we all know. Yeah, Duffy. He's only 19. <laughs> He's only 19. What well, does he know? That is what's weird is because like throughout the movie, it seemed almost like and this was a part of the editing that just never made sense is the women start out together. They're like on the same page. They're, they're running friends. Well. Maybe? Yeah. They're sort of friends. And Melissa McCarthy clearly is sort of the head, but then suddenly something shifts really quickly. And it almost seemed like Melissa McCarthy didn't know what was going on because she kept making comments like, Oh, we're not those people. Oh no, I would never. Oh no. And I don't know if she was like clueless to the fact that Elizabeth Moss had become a crazy murdering woman because later in the movie it was hard to miss yeah but when she sees elizabeth moth moss in the river she's like what are you doing we're not these people and i'm like well i mean you have been like i don't get it somebody killed the jewish guy (laughs) you were happy to rob him i don't see my best friends that often but i feel like i would know if they had made a big lifestyle change (laughs) yeah and then there was like that whole scene where um tiffany haddish had like a one-on-one with the guys who's like hey if you give me more of your cut like i didn't know what was happening there but it was clear she was trying to undermine the situation somehow but it was never really explained like why she was like putting money in the in the wall or whatever in the in the pool table yes oh yeah (laughs) Yeah. yes I guess let's get into the Tiffany Haddish plot of this movie. Yeah. I want to say Tiffany Haddish was acting her eyebrows off. I got to say. Oh yeah. She had some good like side eye going so on. So much side eye. I really thought all three of them were sort of doing a good job in mm-hmm. the movie, despite the fact that what they were asked to do was <laughs> so ludicrous. Fair. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. No, I think so. I was like, you know what? I believe Tiffany Haddish could be a good dramatic actor because I felt like she had that like attitude and that sass that I wanted to know more, but it was just such a shallow storyline and it really was never explored. We had that one scene with her mom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, so proud. Well, oh, and then, the, yes, there's the mother, her mother, who is like, what is she? What is she? She's like, she I had to beat the soft shit out of you. Yes. And this is what I beat you for. Yes, for money. <laughs> She's like, I, I beat you so you could run the mob. But then there's <laughs> also a plot line. So uh, Tiffany Haddish is married to a white man who is Lil Jackie's older brother. I, I believe. Somehow they were related to um, Margot Martindale. Yes. They were her, her children, yes. maybe? Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So Margot Martindale is like the is like the mob She's mom the who yeah. is sort of like puppet mastering little Jackie. And at one point Tiffany Haddish <laughs> takes Margot Martindale out to dinner and 
Anne is like, this is where we're eating. And it's sort of down a flight of steps. And Margot Martindale's like, oh, okay. And Tiffany Haddish then goes, restaurants aren't open on Mondays in New York. And pushes her <laughs> down the stairs to this restaurant that's then like not opened. And she dies. Yeah. It, I was like, this is the weirdest like niche New York City murder <laughs> that I have ever seen. To in be a TV perfectly show. honest, the way I would want to go... The way I would want to go is thinking that I'm about to eat at an Italian restaurant. <laughs> like if that's my I'm last Italian. thought, yeah. <laughs> just push me down the stairs. I'm happy to go. Meatballs. Wah! Yeah, it was like never explored, never unpacked. It was just like these women were literal psychopaths who had no emotion, no like no tension, no like conflict. But they were just willing to just kill anyone they were annoyed by. And like, granted, Tiffany Haddish had been dealing with some very racial abuse from her mother-in-law. But it was just so like surprising and unearned that I just felt absolutely nothing. And I was like, mm-hmm. there was so much room for them to kind of give more, I don't know, like emotion. Background to, and to nuance. one of these women's stories. Yeah. Yeah. Just some. <laughs> yeah, nuance is not. And the Tiffany Haddish plotline was confusing because on one (laughs) hand, they're playing into the racism of the era in that, oh, you know, she can only run Harlem. She can't run Hell's Kitchen by herself. But at the same time, no one is treating her nearly as badly as I feel like they actually would in the 70s in New York. She seemed to be basically one of the crew, um, except for a few select moments, where I feel like she would have definitely been a second-class citizen as a black female yeah. in 70s Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, Irish. I mean, we all saw the, uh, the Driving Miss Daisies remake from last year, right? I mean, I feel yes. like... Is that what we're calling Green Book? That Italian. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, the Italians didn't like any of those, so I kind of expected a little bit more, too. Are we going to talk about Common? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Let's talk about Common and the twist of the movie. Because we there's a couple of weird scenes throughout where, like, Tiffany Haddish is randomly looking at this bed. And there's, like, someone in the bed, but you can't I thought she was watching Elizabeth Moss and Dom Hall Gleason have sex for a little while. Yes. And weird. That's I was exactly okay. Like, I, I bought well. that. Like, that's the level that this movie pushed me to. I was like, sure, that makes sense in the plot. You're like, she... <laughs> She's lonely. Just walking by to the fridge. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Turns out she's actually in the great twist revelation of the film. She has set all of this up. She turned the (laughs) husbands into the police because she's sleeping with Common, who's like the head of the police force, so that they could leave, so that she could get Melissa McCarthy to run the gang with her because she knew as a black woman she wouldn't be able to run the gang by herself, so she needed Melissa McCarthy. And then once Melissa McCarthy was sort of like, uh, had established her, she was stealing money from her and getting ready to push her out and having an affair with Common, (laughs) and Common murdered his partner. That was Common? I was hard to tell. Yeah. I believe so. For what purpose? (laughs) It, It was so confusing. And how in the world could... Tiffany Haddish be like, ah, yes, I'm going to set up these like (laughs) months worth of things that are all going to have to go just so or otherwise. It's not like, oh, it was like one day and she set it up last night. No, this is like months of work that she had planned out ahead of time, which is an awful lot of of moving pieces to Mm -hmm. assume will all go in your favor. And yeah, and the and I was just like, to what end? Like, because she wasn't running the mob when she told Melissa about it. It was just sort of like, by the way, I'm with common now. Like 
sucks to suck. But I was like, well, I just didn't understand what her end goal was in, first of all, her plan and also in announcing it to Melissa McCarthy. Well, I think then she was going to kill off Melissa McCarthy. So why tell her early on, though, you know? <laughs> like, well, why she reveal wanted to it? suck Common's face in front of Melissa McCarthy, so she had to tell her something. You need a witness. If you're going to hook up with Common, right. you need at least one person like, to see hey, it happen. See this? <laughs> tell everyone. Tell your friends. She's real lucky that Melissa McCarthy didn't get that temp job in the first scene, or My otherwise God. the whole plan would have been going down the drain. If Melissa McCarthy had a higher WPM, she could be... This whole thing could be avoided. No, Tiffany Haddish paid off the temp agency to tell them that Melissa couldn't get a job. I sort of want to go back and watch the first few like scenes of this movie. <laughs> you don't. To see, like, you do not. Is <laughs> Tiffany Haddish the one driving this plan? Is yeah. she like, guys, we really need to take over the mob? Because I don't remember that. Of course. They had the little... They did a flashback montage where, you know, where Melissa McCarthy is figuring it out, putting the pieces together, and she flashes <laughs> back to the moments where Tiffany, so convenient, Matt, that you yeah. asked for that, because they actually put that in the movie, where they're, when they're at the diner, and she's like, oh, I could never do it myself. Oh, yeah. I'm You're the so smart stupid. one. <laughs> it was also crazy, because first of all, Common had been in the movie way too much, and I was just like, why is he in this movie? What is he doing? I dare and say then not you enough. Find out this twist. Yeah, <laughs> are you a big? I dare fan? say not enough. <laughs> I love his. I love what does he do? Like the Verizon commercials. I love him. Can't get enough. Oh really? Yeah. Um, well, that's great. I'm glad he was there for you. I was distracted by him, but that wasn't even the fight. That wasn't even the end of the movie. Like it was just like almost inconsequential because. No, there was a full another 20 minutes after full, that. Because basically, so they get in too deep, basically. Their husbands get out early. People are mad that they're taking over. And so to save themselves and to save this work they've put in, spoiler alert, they decide to put out hits on the husbands, except for Melissa McCarthy's husband, because she's like, Jimmy. no. He, Jimmy's a good guy. He Jimmy's will never, a good he, guy. He supports me. And so, <laughs> anyways, they put out hits. There's a ton of deaths in a five-minute period, including Elizabeth Moss and a sad twist of fate. Oh, devastating. And it's sort of, it's Melissa McCarthy's fault, basically, because she didn't, she canceled the hit against Duffy. Mm. She thought he was better. Can we touch upon Melissa McCarthy's final decision in regards to Jimmy? <laughs> yeah, because that's where yes. we get to the final the final showdown. Basically, Melissa McCarthy has found out Tiffany Haddish was never really her friend, and she's sad. And the mob is kind of falling apart, and she's sad. And her husband doesn't support her, and she's sad. Uh. Middle school's rough. <laughs> And so then at the very end, she comes home to pick up her kids and finds out they've been taken to Brooklyn. <gasps> and so she runs to Brooklyn to talk to her business partner. And who's there but her own husband? Matt, if someone called and said, Matt's been taken to Brooklyn, I would call the police for you. <laughs> well, yes, you don't know. <laughs> truly. Sarah and I are noted Brooklyn haters. We've had to go to several deep birthday Brooklyn, parties deep in Brooklyn. deep parts of Brooklyn. Mm. L train only Brooklyn. <laughs> uh, well, not even just the L train. Remember when we had to go to that like uh, beer garden, wherever it was in Greenpoint? Oh, it was like seven trains to get there. Mm. <laughs> that was Sierra's party. So like really a true testament of our friendship. Truly Sierra. That we showed up to that. Anyway, but so her husband is there. She is angry 
that he so he goes in to try and buy her out of the mob, right? Yes. Yes. And she gets mad that he put the kids in danger. How could you how could you how could you traumatize our kids? How could you put our kids in a in a place of possible emotional distress? And her decision to rectify that is to um, have her husband murdered while her children are next door playing Twinkle Twinkle <laughs> Little Star, which to me feels possibly more emotional emotionally damaging long term. Oh man, I thought it was such a boss move. That was when I finally liked <laughs> Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> and her oh and her dad her dad was Shelby. like, You did the right thing killing <laughs> yeah. your husband. Exactly. Yes. That was me. I was like, Yeah. <laughs> like, You're a good person. Your kids are gonna grow up without a father for the kids. I'm proud yeah, of you. Well, he was just a spineless little baby man, you know. Ugh. It was like he hadn't listened to her, he didn't believe in her. He came out and was mad that she had bigger balls than him and so he drags his kids to a mob deal like honestly i'd be pissed too but but like he takes the kids to like a upstanding piano shop in brooklyn but like she said you don't know if this man would kill my kids you don't know this man he's a he's a dangerous criminal and you're just dragging our kids here for for your wheelings and dealings he seemed pretty nice he seemed very unthreatening (laughs) as as mafia men go (laughs) And I also feel like if you're in the mob, like, are like how worried about your kids can you be? You know, <laughs> they're they could be murdered at any point by That's anybody, true. not just the Italians. Anyway, I mean, we her J- Jimmy was like the thirty fifth person to die in this movie. Mm-hmm. If I had kids and I was in the mob, and you really cared about the kids, you'd be like leaving the mob. You wouldn't be like, well, my husband's in jail. Let's get into the mob even deeper. And she also, she had been to meet this guy in Brooklyn multiple times before. So, yes, the husband didn't know, but it also wasn't like, okay, we're meeting at the docks at 2 a.m. and everybody bring your guns and I'm also bringing the children. The sun was out. Yeah, it was an open, like, <laughs> functioning piano There were witnesses. With the, the wife, wife and workers. And the kids are just like playing out front. It's like when you go get your oil changed or whatever. And my mom is like, here, play in the lobby. I'm going to go talk to the mechanic. Like that was the equivalent of this scene. And Melissa McCarthy's like, nope, kill Kill Jimmy. Jimmy. And then she closes the door and we hear this like boom, boom, boom from the other side where Jimmy supposedly killed while the kids are playing piano. And how are you going to explain that to your children? (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Oh, your daddy had to go back to jail. Like, I'm sorry, kids. It's just us again. And they'll probably be grateful because honestly, he seemed like a loser dad anyways. Also, the husband had very hairy arms. Did Quite hairy arms. pick up on that? I was like, oh, this is like, I would have done something with that before filming the scene in a wife beater. <laughs> yeah, do a, a little trim. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think I think that brings us to like the main issue of the story is that they were oh. trying to do this, like, <laughs> not the Harry arms. There's just, there's just one main general. issue? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me, I was like, Like I said, that scene didn't bother me that much. I think because I appreciated the sentiment of Melissa McCarthy's journey, right? Like this this little kernel of an idea that they had that they didn't really fully flesh out, but that it was sort of this woman realizing that she's been relying on men her whole life and they haven't Mm -hmm. even done anything to like help her really feel safe like she had that really i like liked there that two speech scenes i liked she had that speech which i think was with her dad where she was like i've trusted men my whole life and i've never felt safe on the streets until 
now because I until I killed all the men yes (laughs) and I was like oh my gosh yeah (laughs) but the question for me is as a filmmaker did Andrea Berloff is she trying to make us like and be sympathetic to them are we supposed to be rooting for the three women or not because there are certain scenes like that where she's giving these speeches where Mm -hmm. you think okay yes this is like a Furiosa and Fury Road type of situation Mm -hmm. where yeah she's taken out people but it's because she's been oppressed and they deserve it and she's a badass woman for Mm -hmm. what she's doing but then they're like killing random Mm -hmm. people uh (laughs) like killing the Hasidic Jews, like like things that make them very unlikable as people. And those actions don't seem necessary right. or grounded. So I wasn't sure if she's saying they're good or they're bad or she's trying to give us some kind of mixed message on purpose. But if she is, she didn't do it in a very good job. It just felt messy. And I think everybody else was picking up on this. And that's why this movie only had an 18% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> that's right. Why it only made $5 million this week on a $37 million budget <laughs> in like late August when there's not much other stuff coming Nothing out else still to at do. this point. Yeah. It, it's just, yeah. this movie felt like a big swing and a miss and it didn't know what it was trying to accomplish. It felt like a big question mark at the end. Right. Yes. Because it ends in this really weird way where again, the twist with Jimmy isn't the final twist. Basically, there's this showdown between Tiffany Haddish and Melissa McCarthy where they both decide to meet up. They see each other on the street and they're like, let's meet up in an hour. And so they come back to the grocery store or whatever in an hour and Tiffany Haddish is going to kill Melissa McCarthy only to come out and see the entire mob boss behind her. And we think, oh, Tiffany Haddish is going to die. But no, no, Melissa McCarthy is back in business bitch mode. And she's like, I have an idea. I'm going to run Hell's Kitchen, but I can't run Harlem. So you've got to run Harlem. And then we'll take over these streets. And it ends in this really like hoorah, like sisterhood. She's like, wearing a together. pink pantsuit. She looks amazing. <laughs> yeah. Female empowerment moment. Like, exactly. And it like, I don't remember the closing line, but basically it's like, we're working together and like, we don't need no men and that's it. And it like ends on a freeze frame with like rock power music. And they're like, yeah, taking on the streets. But it was like, just so dissonant from like the rest of the movie. There was also literally a full mob of men behind them <laughs> yeah. when they're making this feminist stand no not quite yes and it's like it would take those men all of five seconds to realize oh we just have to just kill, kill these, these two, two and then right. it's back to the standard quo because there's nothing else going on this was based on a comic book series that's what i heard and that ending sort of has a comic book feel where it's like freeze frame <laughs> and then it's sort of the credits <laughs> is in yeah. like a comic booky kind of style and I wondered in the comic books are they supposed to be like vigilante warriors or are they flawed are they supposed to be the bad guys I was confused just like what was the source material saying and was this movie doing the same thing or something different yeah yeah no I mean it just like really it was burdened by it's like need to be feminist and like female empowering like it just it really struggled to find its heartbeat under all of that dressings because it was just like it's like that's what's frustrating with some of these like feminist films you're like 
they're just sort of glad hadn't the term a little bit and they don't really mm-hmm. care to like round out their characters. They don't really care to like contextualize and, and shadow and nuance and stuff like that. It's just like, Oh, here's some women doing what men do. Isn't that fun? Is that feminism? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are we doing it right? And it's like, you can't, yeah, you can't like have this and then expect us to feel like, Oh wow. Women are just as good and bad and complicated as men when you don't even have time to like really explore these characters or figure out what they believe or how they feel because it's just like moving from scene to scene to scene and it's just like I wish I had seen why Elizabeth Moss decided to become a psychotic killer and like why Tiffany Haddish was like wheeling and dealing behind the scenes instead of getting out of there like on her own like I didn't know what she was staying for or why she cared about staying in the Irish family somehow it's just refitting the women like introducing female characters and then refitting them into the same stereotypes that the men would play in a gangster movie it's not (laughs) adding anything additional it's not saying anything interesting about these characters it's just taking the the stereotypical women character from a mom movie and putting her in the man's position. Yeah. And it was also like, like there was this moment where they kill a pimp and I thought they were going to have these women like join the gang, but then they didn't really do much. Like I just, it just continued, like you said, to be a couple of women at the front of a very muscle driven man driven industry. Like they were pulling the strings, I guess, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't like they could do it without the men, you know, they still relied very heavily on that muscle. I want to see the mob movie where they kill the pimps and then help the sex workers (laughs) turn into the new enforcers. That's what I want to see and give them jobs. Don't take away their income and their jobs. Give them new jobs. Well, they can't get a job, Sarah. They didn't go to college. They didn't go to if college, you didn't go to college, man. the only job you have is mob worker. It's to be in the That's mob. all you can do. Yeah. I will say, yeah. I I exited the movie theater as gracefully as Dom Hogleason exited that that last scene. He just, as soon as he wasn't needed anymore, he said, "Thank you very much for your time. Uh, I came here for Elizabeth Moss. She is no longer yeah. here. I will now exit." Yeah. There <laughs> were multiple people who left the theater my theater in the middle of the movie (gasps) and did not return i've never done that i know (laughs) i've never done it either and i have not seen so many people do it since watching captive state a few months ago (laughs) when it also had a high exit rate (laughs) yeah i don't know i feel like my audience was really into it for some reason which probably says more about texas than i want it to but you know, yeah. the other the other nine people and I did, you know, we all <laughs> felt pretty similarly. I think yeah. we're all on the same page. Yeah, I think by the end, you could tell the actresses in this movie didn't know what they were doing anymore. Like Tiffany Haddish sort of like didn't understand that last scene, I felt like. And Melissa McCarthy really gave that final speech with her dad, her all, but was also like, I just killed a lot of people. Like, oh, there's more. I still have to do more. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wonder if this did have a little bit of the big little lies factor in that they filmed a lot more stuff and then for whatever reason were splicing it together. Because I also think that this movie got bumped. It was supposed to be earlier at one point and then got bumped back later. So I wonder if there was some kind of editing problem where people didn't really like yes. the original and so then they mm-hmm. cut some stuff because also it was only an hour and 40 minutes which I mean is a n- usual movie length but I could have seen this being you know a full two hours I just saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood which was felt <laughs> endless so to this was like I was like oh a yes. sitcom 
Yeah. Yes. No, I definitely, you could tell there was something going on with the editing because it was so mm-hmm. bad. Like it was so choppy, so disorganized. It felt insane. There were just sudden jump cuts to scenes. They just totally abandoned other scenes. Like I just was confused for like 40% of the movie, just wondering what had just happened and until I got distracted by another thing that was confusing. So if people are listening to this, would you say they should see this now in theaters? Should they see it later on an airplane or should they just skip this one altogether? I would watch it on a plane. I would watch it on a plane. Yeah, I think it's a good airplane movie. Or like if it pops up on Netflix and you're it's like 11 p.m. on a Saturday and you're like, what am I supposed to do? Like put this on and you'll be entertained in a weird way. Because to go with the plane argument, if you fall asleep and you wake up and you don't know what's going on, <laughs> that's how we felt in theaters. Yeah. <laughs> so you're exactly. actually having a more authentic experience that way. I, I feel like this would be a good movie to watch with a group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if you're having some, like if a, you and some friends are hanging out, pop this in and it would be fun to watch and sort of make fun of as you go. I'm not sure if you're alone in your bedroom and are looking for something that this is the movie to watch. No. Definitely don't go and see it in theaters. Maybe never see it. But <laughs> if you want a hate watch, it could be good for that. I think that's reasonable. So Shelby, I believe you put together the winners and losers for this yes. week. The losers, I think, really were all of us, just, but uh, yeah. hopefully you found some other ones as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, there were a lot of options, but yeah, I have those if we're, uh, if we're ready to cue the music. The winners this week goes to Housewives Everywhere. Who says you don't have what it takes to run a crime syndicate? If you have people skills and enough cousins with guns, you can do anything. So take that apron <laughs> off and get yourself to a hair salon because you're one quaff do away from getting being taken seriously for the first time in your life. Surprise, it's that easy? Us too. But patriarchy schmakery. <laughs> you just dismantled centuries of sexism with a plate of cookies and a promise that you can do the job just as good. So congrats, moms of the world. You too can be a stone cold killer bullying a city into funding your life. Because who run the world? Housewives. Uh, Beautiful. The Schmatriarchy. Really. Smash the Schmatriarchy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and now the losers. A moment of silence for anyone not Irish. Uh, Kathy might think she has the upper moral hand protecting her family, bringing jobs to her community, proving to her dad she's not a bad criminal, she's a good criminal. But if you ain't Irish, you don't matter. So sorry if you're still a person just trying to get by on these streets. Maybe you're homeless and in need of some goodwill. But if you're sleeping on her stoop, get out of here! In this town, family means everything. So if you aren't blood, then you're definitely dead. I mean, a loser. Beautiful. (laughs) Very true. Specifically, the poor Jews. The homeless... Tiffany Haddish's mom. Tiffany Haddish's mom. Uh, No one looked good in this movie. Brooklyn. Brooklyn, Italians. Even the Irish. They did have that that moment with the Brooklyn wife who's like, yeah, Gloria Steinman. Gloria Steinman. (laughs) Feminism. Feminism. You get them, sisters. The best part about that is that that actress is from the Sopranos and clearly only got this role because it was like oh a mob movie she was a mob wife in the Sopranos let's bring her back for one scene and they were like what can we do with her oh we'll have her sit with the kids at the piano and then we'll have her say Gloria Steinem on the street done (laughs) it's 
call my agent. I'm, I'm taking it. <laughs> yeah, I'll take the part. I'll take the part. Uh, okay, so lightning round. Um, Kiss, Mary Kill, Melissa McCarthy, Tiffany Haddish, and Elizabeth Moss. I feel like I have to marry Melissa McCarthy because I feel like she's going to provide for me at the end of the day. <laughs> and I would, I would kiss, I would kiss Tiffany Haddish because she's she would be like my side chick because she's the one who has the real power. But mm-hmm. Melissa McCarthy would mm-hmm. provide the security that I would want to need in a marriage. You know, Tiffany Haddish also would probably be into watching you and <laughs> Melissa McCarthy sleep. Yes, definitely. And then I have to ki- we again have to kill. Poor Elizabeth Moss. Poor Elizabeth yeah, Moss. Yeah, she's been through a lot. And, you know, there's no coming back from gleefully chopping up bodies in the bathtub. I just, you know. Just not something I'm looking for in a long-term <laughs> partner. Yeah. I don't know. I was sort of turned on when she found that homeless man in the alley and just shot him next to the dumpster. Yeah. Which one of them do we think killed the Jewish couple? I think it's implied that Elizabeth Moss is the murderer. Elizabeth Moss She just did it? has that okay. itch, you know? She likes yeah. murdering people now. Listen, everyone everyone needs a hobby. It's hard to find a hobby <laughs> yeah, yes. as an adult. But personally, for me, it's cross-stitching. But for others, it, <laughs> it can be murdering. It's a little more violent, yeah. Dumping bodies in the Hudson, <laughs> Hudson River. It's- we'll have to do that uh, after brunch next week, Sarah. <laughs> It'll be a good time. Um, if you can only give out one Razzie, who gets it? Oh. <sighs> Gosh, this is tough because I sort of feel like Lil Jackie might need it. <laughs> he was not great in this movie. Um, whoever wrote the plot twist, also not good. Yeah, I would definitely say either worst screenwriter or Common. I just, wow. I just don't like what's Common, what Common's doing. But Sarah's hey. happy. Wow. <laughs> Common provided everything you want from a dirty cop in a movie. <laughs> Did he? he had minimal screen Did time he? <laughs> he was shirtless in bed yeah. once and yeah. he killed his yeah. partner what, what more do you want and comment doesn't really act he just speaks as common yes. in yeah, movies exactly. and it works <laughs> does it does it i don't know he has an oscar he has which an is oscar. not something that anyone else in this cast has oh, so true. think about that okay i will so in this movie, we had a very New York-specific death of that restaurants are closed on Mondays. If you had to kill somebody in a New York-specific way, what? how would you do it? I would make them go to Trader Joe's on a, on a Sunday morning at 11. <laughs> yes. And I would just leave them there. Get me kale. <laughs> I guess I'd probably just... Um, I mean, it's dark, but I, I'm always terrified of the... Um, of something falling on me. So like an AC unit just, Ooh, just pushing that the out the window and killing someone instantly, you know? I think that'd be a clean way to do it because it's easy to think it was an accident. Yeah, I feel like there's not enough deaths via subway in New mm. York City in mm. movies. Mm. I, like, oh, that in movies. Thank you for clarifying. One. I thought you just... <laughs> I was like, do you not read You're the like, signs, I'm not Matt? moved by the 58 <laughs> people who died on the subway this year. <laughs> you don't read but those no. panels while you're waiting. <laughs> yeah. That and the track fires are the two yeah. things oh, that's yeah. promoted <laughs> in the subway. The track fires from your garbage. No, but in movies, not enough people die and on the subway. And I feel like you could easily just like bop somebody off, especially at some of those stations like out in the outer boroughs, like in Brooklyn, where there's <laughs> nobody around. And like, are the cameras working? Unsure. I'll remember that next time we venture to Bushwick. <laughs> yes. Push him off the Staten Island Ferry or... 
Push him in front of a That's cab in Times Square. There's lots of ways to go in New York, you know? Yeah. No one's safe. Drop him from the ball. <laughs> no one will notice. They're all so sleep and food deprived anyway. No one will know what's happening. Okay. We have The Kitchen 2 coming out in theaters. What new actress are you hoping is going to make an appearance as a new wife in the movie? Oh, ooh. This is, I feel like it has to be a comedian, yes, because that's sort of the vibe that we're going with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Constance Wu. Oh, uh, that'd be Constance fun. Wu. Absolutely. Bringing in the like uh, Chinatown. Chinatown demographic yeah. or something <laughs> yeah, that absolutely. feels like it could be interesting. The one racial stereotype like- that they did not address in this movie. <laughs> I'm just saying it's got to be addressed yeah. in the sequel. Yeah. Or Maya Rudolph, I think, could be fun, you know. Oh, she could be good. The, the, <laughs> the Latin element. I mean, ideally Rose Byrne, because I think that oh. she's just the best in everything. True. Yeah. Maybe she could be like a bored, she could be like a bored East Side wife who like wants to get in on the like crime scene, you know. Yes. Mm-hmm. But if if I'm trying to think of someone who I feel like just would do a also a bad job in this i feel like give me anna kendrick in this movie series i i feel like she would just it would just be so bizarre to have her here and it would not work at all which would add to the the element here yeah her just awkward quirkiness hey hey i guess we're gonna like kill you now (laughs) that was a really good anna kendrick oh my god (laughs) she'd probably break fourth wall or or oh, yeah. break into song or something. This will be good. I'm excited. Kitchen 2 next year, 2020. <laughs> What's the subtitle of The Kitchen 2? The Kitchen 2, It Only Gets Hotter. <laughs> I like that. If you can't stand the heat. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like going to say like uh, like out of the frying pan or something. <laughs> <laughs> you should probably have some sort of Irish theme to it right like some sort of like what's an irish dish like the kitchen too who wants potatoes (laughs) the kitchen too kiss me i'm irish (laughs) oh yeah i honestly would prefer a spinoff with the brooklyn crew they seemed a lot cooler i really a lot cooler a lot i preferred their hangout i would love to to be in like the back room of a piano shop <laughs> yeah better so, acoustics in there mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for sure it's just that woman who was already in this one playing the lead role and then uh Kristen wig as the <laughs> elizabeth olsen role and who do we want for the last one uh like maybe lizzo playing <gasps> tiffany haddish's character i would see that I'd see that movie. Yeah, well, if you're going to do a gender swap to the kitchen, <laughs> who's going to play the wives? Is that just the godfather? Is yeah. That- <laughs> yeah. Uh, Al Pacino, uh, Robert De Niro, and Joe Pesci. Yeah. And we're calling it <laughs> The Irishman. Oh, that's good. I think you're on to something. I think, that I think that's work. already probably a movie. <laughs> it is. It's coming out this year. Yeah, Netflix. Oh, God be on the lookout for it well thank you so much for coming on the podcast sarah thank you so much much for having me i cannot thank you for making me see the kitchen but i will (laughs) thank you for having me as a guest you didn't have to go to brooklyn to be on the podcast that is really what counts and for that 
I am grateful. Do you have uh, any social media or any projects going on that you want to promote mm-hmm, while you're here mm-hmm. to our very large audience? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do. I do can. not. I do not have a cool. I'm not an influencer. <laughs> sadly, you're like, please don't mention me by name. Yeah. <laughs> I, I work in publishing, so I'm pretty. I'm behind the scenes all the time. <laughs> The books take the forefront, you know. Is there anything that we should all be reading right now? What have you read recently that's good? Aside from that we're all going to be reading Little Women. Yeah, well, I got to be reading Little Women. Um, I'm about to read Where the Crawdads Sing. Ooh. I know I'm behind. Um, actually, I just read Ask Again, Yes. Did you guys read that? No, but I want to. Okay. That's also about two, not mob families, but two police families. They are Irish. <laughs> Wow. And there is okay. There is a gun fired. The kill count is a oh little bit lower. Gosh. Um, oh, okay. Okay. Well, okay. But it's a great, it's very, for fans of like little fires everywhere, I would say. Gotcha. Well, if they make it into a movie, we'll invite you back on the podcast and we can talk about more <laughs> Irish murders. Great. They don't happen to kill an elderly Jewish man, do they? Maybe in the next book. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for coming to the podcast and thanks everyone for listening uh you can follow us on social media at ps you're wrong we are at instagram and twitter and facebook and we also have a gmail which is ps you're wrong at gmail.com and you can also leave us a review at apple Podcasts, which would be great because that helps more people see the podcast and that is the goal um i do want to plug actually next week is an exciting moment for ps you're wrong two worlds are <sighs> colliding i have another podcast called swiftish that goes all in on taylor swift and since taylor swift you is do coming out, oh yes i do oh my oh god we need we need to talk yes. further Yes. So we are doing a uh, crossover event for the decade um, to talk about Taylor Swift's new album, Lover, which will be coming out on the 23rd. So the oh, Monday Swifter. after that, we'll be having my co-host of Swiftish on PS You're Wrong. So that's something to look forward to. A little a little taste of Taylor on Amazing. the PS You're Wrong podcast. I've been warned already that I'm supposed to be nice on that podcast (laughs) and not go after Taylor Swift too much to the extent that I make either Shelby or Ashley cry. And I will try to do that, but I'm not making any promises. No promises. But I guess there's a week before that. So (laughs) just wetting your appetite a little. We'll be back next Tuesday with another pop culture roundup. And then we're back next Thursday talking about the new movie, Good Boys. And then the Taylor Swift episode will be the following week. So stay tuned for that as well. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye.